and welcome to Damn It Vince, another special recording for us tonight. I am here with Joe and John, my co-hosts as usual. Joe, how are you? Fine, very tired, as always, after looking after your <laughs> dog all bloody week. She doesn't let you sleep very much. <laughs> it's that noise, but that noise then freaks out my dog, who thought there was an air raid going off of summer. Yeah, so it was just yeah. like a vicious circle of them winding each other up until four in the morning. And I'm like, great, I've got to be up in an hour. Yeah, if, uh, if anyone's never heard reverse sneezing on a dog, YouTube it and listen to the noise. It's, it's <laughs> quite terrifying <laughs> when you first hear it. Uh, John, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Uh, on holiday, it's a long weekend. I'm after after cabin in the Highlands with some friends. It's Halloween weekend, so I assume I'm going to be brutally murdered. It's good to say. <laughs> if, if anyone at a petrol station says, don't go beyond there, yeah, be, be very worried. Anyone <laughs> that finds a dodgy book and starts reading Latin out loud will be drop kicked. <laughs> <laughs> None of this shit. I ain't putting up with it. Take a, take a chainsaw and, and a stick with you. Petrol <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm definitely turning back. <laughs> Should be fun, and we are we are joined by um, Ethan Ethan Edwards. If you want to, I'll just introduce you. If you want to introduce Hello. yourself properly, and where we can find <laughs> yes. you and stuff. Um, yeah, so my name's Ethan Edwards. I am uh, the general manager of Odyssey Pro Wrestling, um, and I've been about a bit in other places as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, yeah so this week, we're, uh, for the listeners, we're going to do it in, in reverse, really. So we'll do the news and show reviews later, but we're going to kick off just like with the little interview segment with Ethan about OPW and being a general manager. Yeah, yeah. Bell. Um, right, um, let's jump into to OPW then. Um, how did it come about? Um, so, oh man, so uh, Morecambe Wrestling's pretty, pretty special. Um, you know, you've, you've you've heard that already if you've been if you've been to yes. the show. Like, <laughs> we are we are so so lucky to have the the, the fans and the crowd that we do. Um, people have been nuts in Morecambe for a long long time. Um, all sort of started with um, you know World of Sport back in the day um, at the Winter Gardens, Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, all, all that kind of stuff happened there. Um, and then throughout the years, there's always been a strong promotion in Morecambe at some point or another. So there's been FWA, which were with you know huge all over the country. Um, and they would they would regularly come through Morecambe and then you had um, the XWA and then you had paid promotions and then um, Alpha Omega was the was there for, for a good while um, and that was run by a friend of ours um, and then he decided you know what I'm, I'm, I've, I've had enough you know and, and just uh, kind of lost the passion for it which you know is you know it's his thing completely understandable yeah. um, and so Target Wrestling actually came in Target who were based up in Carlisle um, and just the, it just didn't work it didn't click with them um and myself and a few others had the opportunity to sort of do something and we decided to, to, to just grab hold with both hands um because it, and it's because of the fans like that's that's why we're doing it like you know it's not like a cash grab or, or anything like that like it some people could try to you know like it, it could try to do um yeah but for us so- this is it's it's not a business this is a passion you know i think that's the the difference I said it feels uh, Morecambe is unlike any other show I've been to, <laughs> in, in the best possible way. It's it's mm. just it's very unique. It's very Morecambe is the only way yeah. I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. um, because I was there's, the first time we were there, I was genuinely just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> there's, there's a saying that we have, and we put it on um, some posters and stuff like that. But it's real in Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, like that's... that's the only way to, to to describe it, really. Um, the fans love the faces; they they hate the heels, and you just can't ask for any more. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, it it's I mean, that old man stood behind me cursing a blue streak, <laughs> and I was like, "Mate, it's real." Yeah, was that Scotty Rock? Yeah, just because he's like, I mean, like he was doing the classic "this town's rubbish" sort of thing, but that, was that about... promo. That promo that Scotty Rock cut was honestly one of the, my absolute favourite things I've but ever yeah, heard. But this like eighty-year-old guy there with his grandson, and I was like, <laughs> "Mate, find it in." <laughs> I think it's probably the the uh, the line about um, if there's one thing I know, it's uh, what was it? I loved it so much. There's one thing I know, it's uh, summer and fish, or summer and and it was something like that. And yeah. oh, I I, wet, I was wetting myself backstage. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's good. And the fact of the matter is, it's, it's not difficult to wind them up, I imagine. You're coming in, in, in heels there with that. It's, yeah. It's... No. <laughs> Talking yeah. of promos there, can you tell us a bit about Chris Brooker's role? Yeah. Is so, Chris Brooker, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, behind the scenes, Chris Brooker is is a huge, huge help. Um, he's he's the guy that um, directs our, our promos. So, um, we sort of write them and, and, well, we don't script them, but we sort of say, right, this is what we want from this. And um, the talent go off with him and, and with Ant, the editor, and, and they get it all filmed. And Brooker's like, well, just try doing this one more time, but just try saying this. Or, or try that, you know, and some guys are just that, that do a good promo come up with a great one, um, which is amazing. And then out front, you know, he's he's being Chris Brooker. <laughs> um, and I think he's doing a wonderful job so far because that that moment where he came out at, at Set Sail, um, I've never seen someone get the crowd on side, make them hate him, and then come back on side again and leave them with a what was what was that? Yeah, yeah. It was it was gen- we mean you were sitting there going, I don't think they realise he's taking the piss out of me. <laughs> Yeah. It was, it and then was, it was very good. And then he's he did another one um, at, at Stormy Waters, um, and sort of he, okay. I have to tell this story. I don't know if I get in trouble telling the story, but I have to tell the story. So Chris Booker does the promo again in Morecambe, but he, he basically finishes off by just screaming at the fans. Um, when when the show gets released on on Powered Four, you'll you'll see it because it's wonderful. But he finishes off screaming at the fans and he storms off. Um, and on Twitter he puts. <laughs> He puts a thing up saying, I have never been so disgusted with Morecambe fans, with, with fans. I've never stepped foot back in Morecambe again. This is never happening. And Lance Storm messaged him, uh, inboxed him, saying, "What? what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's just wonderful. Like, that's, that's why I love wrestling, just things like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was. Okay, I that might get, fun. I, I might get in trouble telling that story, but I might not. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. Um, is this such? I, I was listening to you on uh, another pod you done, Turnbuckle Talk Pod. You, mm-hmm. Is there a, a section of a crowd? It was, did you say they're called Morecambe Divas? The Morecambe, the Morecambe Divas, yes. So you know, as we where we come out from, um, on the left hand yeah. side, those fans on the front there. They sit in the same place every show. Yes. Uh, the the Morecambe Divas. Yeah. You'll there's certain yeah. fans you'll see we've around the them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we was, yeah. we've we've sat next to them for the past the past two shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll uh, you'll recognise the Divas because um, it was nice going back and going. Oh, hello. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, you get to recognise people, recognise faces. It's it's it was a it's a very nice. Weird. It's it's a community. It's a family atmosphere. You know. It's yeah. it's yeah, and and that's it. Like the. 
the fans are always so welcoming of new people, um, unless you come out and say that they're a second-rate Blackpool. So. <laughs> the bit of Blackpool that time forgot. Yes, I yeah. think that was Scotty <laughs> yeah. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a good promo. That's good. Um, Clearly missing what, out, not 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 making it to these shows yet. Next time you don't, man. Next time you'll have to come. We've been to both so far, so yeah, we made it. We made a weekend of it at the first time, and then last like, the other weekend we drove up, drove up and back on the same day. But my son, my son's six, he's been to him, and I really like the family feel that there is a that OPW. No, no swearing, no none of that. Yeah. Nope. I'll just say my, my, my six-year-old's been to both shows with us and he's loved it and I really like the family feel that you've got going on at OPW. Yeah, I mean, it's... The, the, I, don't get me wrong, there is a place for, for over-18 wrestling and, and that kind of style and, and things like that. It's just, for me... Part of what makes the noise and, and that atmosphere and more is the kids, you know. Um, without the kids, it, our target is the kids. And then the parents will come with them. And then the parents will have a good time and be oh, yeah, it's a good time. And, and then tell friends and they'll bring their kids. And, you know, that's that's how it... Did you say you're a co-founder? Of, of yes. Yeah. So there's um, there's four, there's, well, there's three of us um, that sort of run the business. Um, and then we've got our sort of support and help around that. Um, so there's myself, there's um, Rick, Marcus, and then there's Liam, who is also a wrestler, but I'm not going to spoil who he is. Ooh. It's very mysterious. <laughs> 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 and how long ago was it because it i remember ryan hunter on the first show saying like it's been a long time in the making that covid had put a stop yeah so we were originally supposed to, to have so like first... how when were you meant to start so first show was supposed to be may of 2020 that's when we were supposed to run our first show and at that point it had been about a year 18 months or so in the making yeah, that like, long. Does, yeah. I have no idea how long it takes to put stuff together. It's it, it was just a combination of just doing things piece by piece. So, uh, for example, the ring, we don't own the ring. It's it's owned by the LWF, uh, based out of Jolly, um, who are just wonderful people and have, uh, you know, really helped us out with that. Um, so they own that. And then just from the, like, starting the business from the ground up was a case of, right, what do we want? What do we want to call it? You know, um, and we settled on Odyssey um, because it, it touched a lot of um, key points for us so with Morgan being by the bay um, with Blackpool being by the bay um, we, we, we wanted to go down some sort of nautical theme um, and then you know Odyssey is, is, a, is, a, is an epic journey um, and we just thought that was nice and quite apt as well um, and, and that took a, a little while to, to get to you know um, and then just writing the stories making sure that we could tell the best stories that we could you know when none of although the three of us the four of us that were involved in that had been involved in wrestling for you know them guys for a while me not so not so long um we just wanted to make sure that we told the right kind of kind of stories and then ultimately it was well we're a new promotion in Morecambe you know the fans Alpha Omega took a long time and really built up a great supportive crowd um we wanted to make sure that we were able to build create that sort of crowd in the in the right way ourselves What's what's the creative process like with you? Because what one one thing that blew my mind when I when I listened to your other pod, you said you know you like to know twelve months in advance what's going to happen, like you have it planned out for twelve months. Yeah. So, I for, for, my, for the creative process for me is very much uh, I. So when I listened to RPD on on the podcast, um, he said that um, it's it's like it's not a movie; it's a, it's a TV show because you want people to keep coming back for the continuation yes. of stories. Yeah. And I'm going to disagree with him slightly. Um, it is a movie, but it's the MCU. 
Okay. It's yeah. <laughs> each each show is its own individual movie, but we're telling this wider story that that's going to interconnect everything, and you're going to see through lines and plot lines and and things like that. Um, so that's what it's got to be like. It can't just be show to show. Right, what we're going to do next time? To me, that just doesn't doesn't work because you can't tell those interesting stories. Yeah. I now currently know what's going on up until April 2023. <laughs> Um, and I have ideas about, or we have ideas about where we're gonna, where we're gonna go to next, you know, because A, I just want to be prepared. B, I want to make sure that we get the wrestlers that we want to be on our show. Um, you know, when someone like Alexis Falcon, who is one of the best wrestlers in the UK at the moment, um, I want to make sure that she's on our shows. So I, I want to get her booked in before she gets booked up elsewhere. James Greenwood is one of, if not the best referee that is not signed in the country, in my opinion. I, you yeah. cannot find a better referee than James. You cannot find a better ref team, in my opinion, than James and Scott Bell. I want to make sure we get them in now so they know what's happening. They, they've got their dates now till December because I want them, like December next year, um, because I want to make sure we're not going to lose the best people because that's what helps make a great show is having the best people around you. That's 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 mind blowing, isn't it? To plan that far ahead, like I barely know where I am day to day. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing is, it's like if you if you write in a book, you you write the ending first, or I would write the ending first. I, I want to know where my story is going to culminate. I want to know the big, what's the big twist, what's the big plot moment. Well, if I'm if I'm doing this one step at a time, I'm not going to know what that's going to going to be. Whereas if I write the ending, the big twist first, or if we write the big big twist ending first, and then build to that, it and then. And over time, as we go show to show, we can then start playing around with the little things and the, you know, oh, um, the story with Decker doing the uh, VIP, meet, jumping in the VIP meet and greet. We didn't really think of that up until the day of, the week of, um, but it just adds that little extra something to the story, to those people that are looking at everything. Yeah. Like, like your lad hours, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Decker pushed my lad out of the way to get in that photo yeah. shoot. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> called, him a, called him a very rude man, didn't he? <laughs> He's a very rude man. <laughs> it is, right? I, I, I run D and D games, and I literally fly by the seat of my trousers on it. Like for a lot of it, I have no long term plans for it. I'm just, what can we do next? Yeah, I'll just mention <laughs> stuff and see how it goes. But I prefer. I might try your approach of having an end game and working backwards. Yeah, it works. That sounds a lot more stress free. <laughs> it is, yeah, because I only have to stress about it, or we only have to stress about it for like uh, the the months leading up to actually writing it. Like, oh, what are we going to do now? Um, then for the rest of the next twelve months, it's oh, that's, I see. Oh, we got this coming up. Okay, what are we going to do here? That's going to make now the story that we've already written. How are we going to add the color to it? Get the beats in, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Do you share that with a talent? Like, like this is where I see you in this company in 2023. Yeah, because yeah. I want them, it's as much a collaboration with them as it is, the, you know, writing the story. Like, it's not me out there that's going to have to portray what's what's happening. It's it's them. So if they think, oh, I don't think this quite works here. I'm like, oh, cool, let's, let's work together and let's make that better. Um, when it comes to the promos, it's like, here's the kind of rough outline of where we want to go. Um, but it's got to be in your voice. You know, um, so it's a collaborative process because they make they make it better. 
Yeah, I guess it's um, like um, Shady Natras said, wasn't it? It's knowing your character inside and out and knowing what you would and wouldn't do. Exactly. Like, I don't, I, I can only write as I, I see their character, but it's their character. You know, they're the ones that um, with with actors on, like, it's it's like, I, I listen to a lot of um, like movie podcasts and um, like the Fake Doctor's Real Friends podcast. I love that one. Oh. Um, and they talk about like, you know, their favourite times with directors was the directors that sort of said, right, we've done the thing that we needed to do now have a go at what you want to do and that's that's what i love because they then the best stuff comes from when everyone else is creative in this collaborative process yeah yeah i agree oh that's really cool really cool to know that um what what was it that like got you into wrestling in the first place because you've you've done quite a bit haven't you um i've done a i've done a little bit so i I've been a wrestling fan as long as I can remember. Um, I remember having four VHS tapes. Um, <laughs> I remember having WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania... No, no, sorry. Was it four? Four or five. WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 7, and WWF In Your House Mind Games. Ooh. And I would just... Oh, it was a great show. Um, I, used to, I used to think Savio Vega was the best guy ever because he wrestled two matches on that show. Um <laughs> Now you've seen how the sausage is made. It's not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Vega, so underrated. Um, yeah, so I, I used to watch those religiously. And then I just used to be like the one that got all my friends into wrestling as a kid. Um, and again, like it's weird wrestling moments that stick out to me. So um, I, I remember my ninth birthday party. Uh, I had some friends around and um, I put something on the TV. And it was when that time when the big show choke slammed The Undertaker through the ring. Um, oh, yeah. And that just yeah. caught their, their attention. Um, but I used to do, well, I still do actually. I do a lot of amateur dramatics, amateur theatre um, in Morecambe um, at the time. And now, and I've, I've moved away now. Um, but I got kind of sick and weary of, of amateur dramatics in, in Morecambe and Lancaster. Um, and I needed to kind of step away from it. But I still needed that sort of creative outlet. So I thought, oh, you know what? I, I want to be involved in wrestling. Like there's, there's promotions near me. Um, I want to be involved with them um and there was a referee on twitter that was just randomly answering questions his name was john myers he's a referee in the northeast um and he's someone i at some point i would love to get him on the show um because I messaged him and said, look, I'm interested in being involved in wrestling. Like, I quite like the idea of being a referee. Um, what can you, how, how do I get started? And he just said, look, get to a training school. Um, that's the first thing. Get in touch with your local promotion and get to a training school. Um, so he pointed me towards Alpha Omega, um, which was running in Morecambe at the time. And I sort of went down and helped out the next show. And I was just stewarding. I was just guiding people to the seats in the Carlton. Um, and then from there, Kieran said, uh, oh, well, we're going to, uh, we need a new backstage interviewer because um, we're moving Silent Mark, who was the interviewer at the time, onto the ring announcing. Um, and I said, I'll, I'll do it. I do a lot of theatre stuff now. So, I, you know, I should be able to jump in and do that. And he was like, right, cool. Job's yours. So I was the backstage interviewer um, for four, four, five, six months, something like that. Um, and then Kieran said at Christmas time, he was like, right, I'm going to put you on ring announcing with, with Mark, you, the two of you, um, which is why we banter so much whenever we're in the ring together. Yeah. Um, and at the same time as that, I, I just started going to KOW's training school at a Barrow um, and they needed a ring announcer at the, at the similar sort of time. And they gave me the job of ring announcing there. So I was ring announcing in Morecambe. I was ring announcing in Barrow. Um, and then I just started putting myself out there more, really, um, and got the opportunity to do it in Chorley for the LWF for a little bit. Um, got the opportunity to do it in Darwin 
in uh, for a company called TWA, which was just the most bonkers people. I loved it so much. Um, <laughs> they haven't restarted after COVID yet, and I really do hope they do at some point. Uh, but not bad, now, yeah. you know. And and then yeah, I got the opportunity to, to work for Target a couple of times. Um, and I just sort of, you know, oh, I do this, I drive, I'm happy to help out where you want me to. And it's just sort of snowballed a little bit from there. Cool. And the, how do you find like the, doing the general managing stuff that you're doing now? Um, I, I really enjoy it. I, because there's people, there's people that are far better at ringing out to than me, like Silent Mark. Silent Mark is incredible. He's so underutilized. Like there isn't really, he, he doesn't do it anywhere else other than Morkham. He just does, he just operates in Morkham. Um, and that honestly boggles my mind. Like he's incredible. He's very um, good. He's really good. Yeah. Did he, did he, did he, did he call it FWA? Last he, yeah, so he called it Alpha Omega last time. That's what I did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was the, the sort of key Morkham promotion before. Um, so I came out and said, what are you going to do? Call it FWA next. Um, um, <laughs> just because <laughs> um so yeah mark mark is incredible um and it does shock me that, that not many places use him but it gives me that opportunity to be backstage and keep an eye on everything and sort of watch what's going on and and see if the story's working and talk to the talent as soon as they come backstage as well like as soon as the match is finished i get a chance to speak to them and um you know they're not sort of wondering if it, how it was like, i actually get to um give my thoughts on on what i thought was really really good i i don't deal with the wrestling we have someone uh, backstage that that does does that my my big thing is did we hear a noise like were the fans into it yeah okay well then you've done your job haven't you yeah you know yeah. it's a noise like no other welcome to be fair it's it's something that lives in my dreams <laughs> it's 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 a i mean not to be not to be not to be, it's, a, it's a fairly small room but yeah. christ it echoes yeah yeah it's i mean last show so the first show we had about 250 people in there um really it, it, yeah. it sounded it sounded like a lot more genuinely <laughs> like but yeah, the, the, a, la- the last lot. one sounded louder than the first one mm. so show two we had 180 people um in the room like and it, that that's what i mean we're so lucky like the the the, the thing about morecambe that makes it special is it's like you're playing a game on easy <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they, you just sort of you're having a great time and I'll never forget during the first show um, Rick Marcus and Lance Rivera in the ring and Rick hits a body slam on Lance no so he hits a hot hip toss hip toss is Lance Rivera and there's a huge roar from the crowd and Big Guns Joe's walking around backstage going incredible pop from a, from a hip toss what, what is this <laughs> yeah because wow. he's faces against heels we, yeah first thing we picked up on was that it's you know, it's very polar in its yeah. uh, approach to things which i guess must make it easier for you to write then yes and no weirdly so yes in the in the sense of it's simple story it's good versus it's good guy versus bad guy you know so you you could almost if you were if you if you weren't trying you could almost do good guy versus bad guy good guy comes out on top the end you know like you could always just tell that story and and happy days but it's trying to find a story that again you're writing for the kids you're not writing for um someone that's a diehard wrestling fan you know the rest the the wrestling covers that we have you know usually about one or two matches on the show that those wrestlers those diehard wrestling fans like i need to see that you know um but even those are woven in with with heavy amount of story um because ultimately wrestling's a variety show you know it's you tried never to repeat the same thing 
in the show because they've seen it already. You're just replacing who it is. Whereas if you if you try to tell do something different in each match, someone's going to be engaged from start to finish. Yeah, what was it your missus called it, John? Pantomimes with violence? Yeah, violent pantomime. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, she... I think fits the narrative, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Tells yeah, the story, like... but, but all the all the problems are solved with kicking. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or punching if you're RPD. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not really a wrestling fan, but her first trip to Disc- Discovery in Edinburgh, she was well into it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's My, my partner loves the live shows. She loves yeah. things like the Royal Rumble, the big sort of spectacle called Wrestlemania but she's not that bothered about the you know midway midway pay-per-views which is understandable because it's it's Nobody again, is. it's the it's the spectacle, <laughs> <laughs> it's the spectacle of it that that people are interested in. Like re- again, I'm going to say something that I think people might think is I'm being mental here. People don't come to wrestling for the wrestling; they come for the story. The wrestling is just what binds it together. I mean, up until we went to Odyssey and Catch. I had no idea that there was ongoing stories in in uh, you know British wrestling. I because I went when I was in I think when I was about sixteen to one in the mm. church hall sort of thing, and it was just people in bad Legion of Doom costumes, uh, just having <laughs> random matches, and it yeah. made no sense. It was like it was wrestling, but I was like, well, this isn't like WWE. There's no there's no story. Why is he angry at him? It's, yeah. But now, after after the first one, we were like, oh right, the story in this. We have to come to all of them to understand. <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> And that's a great thing. That's that, that is it got me because I was like I didn't know there were stories. I genuinely was surprised mm. that they that yeah that that people put the time and effort into write stuff that is genuinely yeah it's great. It, it's it's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, and it's it is difficult without doing you know weekly television because you kind of you go oh let, I want to do this this and this and this, but sometimes you have to go this to this to this and and let things sort of breathe out in the middle. Um, and that's why we. We're so lucky to have someone like the editor on board um, who records all the shows and the promos and things like that because it was very difficult to do it at the first show. Um, but from the second show, that's kind of the theme that we'll see going forwards where the important things that happen before are going to play before the show starts so that you're kind of caught up to speed with what's then going to happen on the show. But when we were sitting there, we went, this is a very good idea to put these yeah. little, just these little recaps, these little vignettes in front of it and these little promo bits after mm. the show that were recorded mm. after the show. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. remind you, because I was like, wait a minute. Who, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And it, 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 it does help having, you know, that, that month, two month gap in between them to just go, oh, I remember this. Oh, she did that. Yeah. That sort of thing. It was, yeah, it was, I, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> And we are, we are, you know, there's a few, there's a few things that, that being one of them is a, few, a couple of things that Alpha Omega did really, really well that we just thought, well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, you know, that did a great thing of sort of setting up the show. Cool. We'll carry that on. Um, you know, and, and that first show was very, when we originally planned the first show, it was things like down to like the poster. I wanted the poster to look similar to how Alpha Omega used to have their poster but different enough so that it was recognised as being someone else. But I wanted that similarity of, oh, I recognise that, that's the wrestling poster. 
Yeah. So that it brought back any any sort of lapped people. Any, yeah. Um, yeah. And then over time, you'll see that our posters then start to diverge onto being very unique to us. Um, because again, we're very lucky to have Brian, who does our um, graphics and our tech. Um, he is absolutely insane at how good he is with this stuff. Like we're so so lucky to have have him on board. Um, and he between him and Ant, it just takes us that extra step up in in quality, which I think just helps us. Yeah, I mean, Ant the Editor is uh, an unsung hero of the uh, the British wrestling community. He really is. Yeah, he's like a Quinn shouted him out, didn't he? On the first one, said the work he everyone wants him because he's yeah. the best. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Yeah, exactly. He could he could genuinely just say, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna do what's the easiest thing for me, and that's it. But he doesn't. He he wants to make the best thing possible every time. And there's certain things where he goes, I want I, I want to try that, and I'm like, mate, you you are the expert with this, like so. <laughs> As long as you cover this, this, and this, do what you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was after the first Odyssey show, he was like, I've been up all night and I've edited this. And he just put like a little minute promo thing together from mm-hmm. it. And I was like, get some sleep, son. Like, yeah. You've been on your feet all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've earned <laughs> it. Because he's, he's, he's got a full-time job like around all this. He, he's not, it's not like he's up from nine to five doing these things. He does it in his spare time. Not alive. Wow. You know, like he's genuinely the best. Like you just put my teller in his back pocket next time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to make sure I get him a really good Christmas gift. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Who, who did you have make them belts that you showed off at the last show? Ooh, they were, they were they beautiful. Were nice. yeah. So that is by a company uh, on, I saw on Twitter and Instagram, I think it's got a Facebook page as well. Uh, they're called JFX 3D. Um, like they keep quite easy to it's at JFX3D on Twitter. I tell, I, like any post where I put the belt in, I'll tag it. I've been tagging it in there so you can you can find their other stuff. Um, they've been great. Like orig- again, I originally messaged them back in 2020. Um, before we'd even started, just sort of trying to get some designs like in the works, and they were really really great and sort of said like, here's what I'm, here's the vibe I'm thinking. Um, what do you think? And he was like, cool, just let me know closer to the time. Um, and we'll we'll go from there. I was like, great. great and then he sort of said all right i've really i started sketching this out uh because i really like this idea and we, I, he just sort of did that off his own back i was like oh mate that's that's amazing so i made sure that we went back to to him to, to get it done um but he's doing belts all up and down the country like they're in, they're incredible um but i really wanted that sort of old school again similar but different like it, it's familiar to people but it's also unique yeah, um, they are really, really. As, as soon as you unveiled that first one, me and Alex both went, "Ooh, that's a nice belt." It's even better when I hold it the right way around. Just gonna mean... say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's splitting hairs, isn't it? Really, you know. <laughs> but no, those wing seagulls, I think, uh, are brilliant. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I genuinely can't wait till we get some like genuine close-up stuff of them, and because they're just again, it's these things of putting little details in them and things like that that I really like. It it, it makes it more personal, more more Morecambe yeah that's it you know and it was things like I wanted to make sure that the belts they are very 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 similar in the sense of they both say Odyssey champion they're not like Odyssey it's not Odyssey champion and Odyssey women's champion because they're both champions in Odyssey um, yes. you know and that's... Rick, Rick Marcus isn't going to be holding the women's belt yeah I mean he might be you know <laughs> I mean show me that match yes yeah I could, I could you know I'd, I'd quite like to see him um, that I, you know what <laughs> putting Rick in the middle of that, those four women I'd be hey, scared. You know, his head staved in it about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a 
banger that match then for so. I'm yeah. trying to I'm I'm thinking if I can convince my mum to go with me. And then I thought, I'm 40 years old. I shouldn't have to convince my mum to go. I can just do it on my own. I can just go wrestling on my own, but it feels yeah. better going wrestling mate. on your own. John, get down there. <laughs> she can come she can come in with me, like she sit with me, so in case any of the bigger boys pick on me. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm devastated. Like there's there's a there's an event going on, family event, and I went to book oh. tickets the night. But basically, we went to, we went to uh, the last show, and then I went to yeah. book tickets the next morning, and I was like, oh, motherfucker. I was gonna say, <laughs> is, 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 are you are you all away? Because I was contemplating trying to work out somewhere to take. Right, no worries. Because I was the theatre. Yeah, I was, I was gonna. Yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll take him up. But but it's fine. Christmas jumper party. I'm like, that's <laughs> not what. <laughs> <laughs> it's this annual tradition that Bernie and that mate, set up when I'm mate, like, mate, you need to curb that. <laughs> <laughs> more important stuff you need to go you need to go and rep for rappers and... I'm, 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 I'm contemplating it it's just I don't want to have to get the train up there again because that were a nightmare last time <laughs> Morecambe is a bit awkward by train I will it, it really will is again, getting back's worse and I don't want to stay in that scary hotel again <laughs> but, I mean but which one did you stay in oh it's the one that's like a block down what was it called it was kind of like, like two, lost, mi- two minute walk away lost, I can't remember lost, lost oh, scary on the, on the front <laughs> oh yeah yeah so yeah. The, um, oh right, okay. So it was a, it, proper, it, it was a little it, like B and B thing. Oh no, it was a proper hotel, allegedly. Oh, okay. Although none of the doors fit and the lift, you could only get one person in at a time. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Clarendon. Clarendon, mate. Clarendon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your toilet was on a little, a little throne. It was like on a raised platform. It was great. It's an evening, isn't it? Like you know, it was fun. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was an experience. <laughs> Definitely need to go though. Um, oh yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll have a word. I'll, I'll get someone to come. With you me. could be all fancy and go stay in the Midlands. Yeah. I think we saw that when Mid- we drove out and we're like, oh, Mid- Midlands, the big posh hotel on the corner, the big Art Deco building. Yeah. Yeah, and I think genuinely it's cheaper than the Clarendon. <laughs> I looked at prices the other day, and the Clarendon is like, "What are you doing?" I, are think, you happy? I think the Midland make all their money on afternoon tea. I think so. That's probably why it's cheaper. Well, I, I, I mean, the, the room service was done by ghosts in the Clarendon. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was nice. I personally enjoyed just the random chaise longs that were around the place and stuff. It was great. It was like walking through. What's that, Mrs. Haversham's house? It was, yeah. Oh, and great expectations. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> It was just that like got refurbed a few years ago as well. So it literally what, someone made it got refurbed like yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it then hit oh. by a very unique and very low hitting tornado? My dad did some of the carpentry for it. Like he built the bar and a few other bits. The bar is very nice. Oh, no, if, if, you did, nice. if you did the toilet door in my room, you need to have a word with him, right? Because it uh, would not it would not shut. <laughs> We turn into the hotel review podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. In, in fairness, there's there's like graps and claps that review beers. You can review review hotels before your podcast, and then away you go. <laughs> you gotta you gotta work some out there, John. Get across. <laughs> I don't do any any more editing. Yeah, I'll work. I'll, I'll if needs be, I'll go on my own and sleep on the bloody beach. <laughs> <laughs> Two champions being crowned, what can I say? Like, it's, That's uh, what I'm saying. Tantalising prospect. I mean, no, it's good. bad enough we're missing the Blackpool one because we're going to catch. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to really upset you when I when I tell you this card. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Joe, Joe swore at the show when you announced the main event. You like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I, covered, I, covered, I covered your child's ears first. You did. <laughs> and I didn't yell I very, it. I just muttered I did it, it in a very back. purposeful way as well. Um, I Honestly, if it, again, so like when I announced Reese Rogan, like there was a bit of a who? I'm like, yeah, they're on the poster don't worry like those big very scary brutish looking men um 
And then synergy. I mean, the, the whole point of the match is, you know what? We're raising money for, for charity, um, which we recently announced has been Brian's house, uh, Brian House based out of Blackpool, yeah. which was a, a charity that Jordan Banks, who were, were dedicating the show to, he did a lot of fundraising for them. Um, so it, it's quite apt that his parents wanted to choose that that charity. Um, so we wanted to make the biggest main event possible. Um, and I can't really think of many bigger than than what we're doing. Like it's a bit, it's a bit OTT, but I think it's a bit just right for, for the show that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, when it was like, oh, it's Synergy, and and I was like, <laughs> oh, there's a three, and it's Table Lovers and Chairs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I am contemplating just making it tab- uh, Tables and Chairs, because the price of ladders is insane. <laughs> Honestly, I'm having a big big search at the minute to get hold of some ladders, and they're, they are mental, they're mentally expensive. Because you, you have to have a double-sided ladder. You can't just have a one-sided ladder. For, yeah, you can't have someone trying to climb up the support section of it. No. Which I, have, I have seen it before where someone stood on the support side on the back and it's it's bent as they're stood on it. And That's I was like, dangerous. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. We're oh, God. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- there will be double-sided ladders. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter because I won't be there. <laughs> well, now what seems like a very I? good idea to tell you some of the matches. I was, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Make us more jealous. Um, there's, there's that that hook right there. Um, so we we, we want to, as it's in Blackpool, and there isn't. Um, we, we wanted to bring in some Blackpool guys as well. So in the main event, we've got RPD who's from Blackpool um, in in that that triple threat TLC. Um, so we're also going to bring in um, Mickey Barnes uh, who's from Blackpool. He, he you might see him if you go to like uh, any sort of Mega Slam shows and, and those sort of touring shows. Um, he's a great big guy. Um, he's going to team with Nate Reese. Um, if you've been to the LWF, you'll you'll see Nate Reese. They're both from Blackpool, so we wanted to have, you know showcase those guys on the show. Um, and they're going to take. Our on the freak show with Isaiah Quinn. Um, we figured that would be be quite a good one there. Um, Lucas Neon's going to be in action in Blackpool. Um, you saw him at the the first show. Uh, we yeah. wanted to you know give him a chance to to get out in front of. Um, I, I want to say a new crowd in Blackpool, but we've we've seen a bunch of Morecambe guys come along as well, so um, <laughs> we're quite excited about that. So so yeah, Lucas Neon's going to be in action. Um, the women's match. We've got our big strong mum from the merch desk, Helena Razor. Yeah, um, she's going to be taking on Melanie Price. Um, that Helena, in her mum-brained wisdom, decided to just randomly announce during the show. I thought that was that was really helpful. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, when she was trying to give me change, she, I was just like, I think it's two quid, but just give me the rest of it in <laughs> raffle tickets. I don't care. Like we're clearly struggling here. It's fine. Don't that worry about it. Brain, it's you know, it's it's yeah, a powerful it's thing. Like, I just keep it. It's, it's two quid. I'm not bothered. Like. <laughs> Thing is, we sold it right. We've, have you got enough people? Yeah, cool. Oh, we've got we sold less tickets. You'll be fine. And then the fans are rabid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, are the, what else are we doing? Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have uh, a fatal four way. Uh, we're gonna have Keenan, uh, who is you know fast rising as one of the the best in the northwest at the minute. He's he's doing an incredible job. It's Keenan at the moment uh, against Big Guns Joe. Yes. Uh, against Sandy Beach. Yes. Against um, Rob Drake who is from Blackpool. Uh, you might recognise the surname. Uh, his brother is uh, none other than James Drake of the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, oh, okay. Rob, uh, Rob and James had a, had a match in Future Shock uh, before before all the pandemic stuff that was really, really great. So if you get a chance to watch that, I would very much recommend uh, giving that a watch. Very excited to see him. 
nice uh, right what else have we got so we've also got um, two bit uh, will be in action um, against Nick Cutter uh, who again is coming from the LWF um, Nick I think really impressed me the times I've, I've seen him in the LWF so I'm really excited to put him in front of an Odyssey audience um, and then the last match um, Ryan Hunter who is from Blackpool although he's uh, Morecambe's John Cena uh, he is actually <laughs> from Blackpool uh, and he's going to be taking on Scotty Rook Ooh. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the card. Where's the knife in it? That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd save that one to last, just yeah. to just to you know. But uh, yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about this show. Um, I think between. The, the, the charity stuff but we're also just putting on you know what a great show what well, looks like you know, an absolute so, banger there yeah um, so I'm very very excited I mean it's only three weeks away like where's the time gone yeah are they available to watch on demand yes yeah, so um, all of our shows uh, get put onto uh, Powered 4 TV um, which if you haven't signed up to Powered 4 TV yet you can sign up with the code OPW to get half, uh, 50% off your first month uh, I think they charge about 8 quid uh, a month uh, but you get access to um, to other to LWF to Wrestle Island TNT um, Wrestle there's, there's Carnival a, there's loads yeah, yeah bunch on there um, so yeah that's um, you know it's, it's again that's another great thing about having Ant in there is he, he records everything that goes on to Powered 4 um, so <laughs> they should just change it to the Ant Network watch. shouldn't they really yeah <laughs> <laughs> last time oh yes <laughs> so what I've done then. is I've made I've, I've printed out they're not great I've had to sort of improvise with the faces and stuff but old yeah. Hasbro style wrestling figures for oh, RPD and Rick Marcus, Rick Marcus and Ryan Hunter Ryan Hunter wow I'm going to get them painted up I'm going to send them over to you and you yeah. can auction off sell them whatever you want to do with them oh amazing see. I don't care <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just because because we can't make it I want to at least make some sort of yeah. contribution yeah, you know what I mean you. Yeah. Yeah. get those added to added to the raffle that'd be amazing thank you so much they haven't got the throwing action because I've not got rubber bands <laughs> but it's summer and I reckon they drag a couple of extra quid in like yeah let me tell well, you who made about, those crochet dolls because she actually made one for me as well uh-huh. um, so my daughters um, constantly fight over it it was uh, Sue's Wool and Needle Wizardry um, uh, Theodore Theodore's got his RPD one um, but yeah she's incredible um, she makes the best flapjack as well so <laughs> awesome honestly show days is just a tub of flapjack there and there's like a fight over who gets it it's incredible <laughs> yeah yeah they're a great idea then I said my son's got one he's got RPD he loves RPD it's his fave um, to, to coin a Tony Khan phrase of the, the forbidden door like mm-hmm. this is just me like my th- thought process there's so many promotions going on like is there ever any thought of like working with like because I've seen that the reason it was in my head was because aren't you doing a isn't Ryan Hunter doing a map at TNT and they're doing like they're doing showcases of our company yes so this coming Saturday uh, what's the date on Saturday the 30th TNT are doing their Extreme Fields event which is um, it's like a festival uh, it's they've got like three floors going on so they've got one floor of music one floor of wrestling and then like market store type deals um, so we're going down um, to have a market stall and they're being very very kind and, and putting on a showcase match um, for us and, and a few other promotions and honestly it's the first time um, I've ever I mean I've, I've only been around wrestling for about four years now oh, I'm getting old um, for about four years now <laughs> um, 
And it's the first time I've ever truly seen anything like this, where promotions are, are shouting each other out in, in this sort of way. Um, with with British wrestling, it is very difficult um, to, to kind of do that sort of forbidden door type stuff that, that you see going on at the minute, because there's not really any unique... Um, no one's contracted anywhere. So you're not seeing yeah. someone somewhere for the first time, you know, so it is a little bit difficult because if you sort of said, well, um, Morecambe, uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling versus KOW. Well, um, KOW, who are coming back in a couple of weeks, Rick Marcus is on KOW, Ryan Hunter's on KOW, yeah. uh, Nightmare and Will Carter on KOW. So who, who's on what side, you know? Yeah, I, um, it, it, it's it's... Well, I say lack of talent, but talent doing different roles in different promotions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the only way to truly do it would be like a North versus South thing. So yes. um, <laughs> if you did uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling versus Reach Wrestling, who are based in Plymouth, you know, and they've got guys like um, Eddie Ryan and um, L.A. Taylor, who's blowing up at the moment, and, um, you know, just a, a bunch of other incredible talent um, down here, that would be the true, that would be the best way to do like a forbidden door situation at the moment um because it really would be something different that people haven't seen yet i'm on board for that yeah. <laughs> survivor series-esque <laughs> <laughs> yes even better no just yeah I, see, I, I, i'm not to be a buzzkill <laughs> but i'm gonna be a buzzkill um i i just i'm not a huge fan of a promotion like doing a match where they defend their belt on someone else's show mm. because it's your most important prize but it's going on fourth over there. Do you know what I mean? Because their belt's more important. And then you're sort of saying, well, our belt's more important than your belt. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me overanalyzing too much, but I just I sort can, of look at it and go, I see what you I see what you're saying, show. but if you look at it in terms of in the in the big leagues of AEW putting the triple mm. A belt on the line, it's drawing guys to the triple A belt. Oh, hundred percent. So AEW and Impact Wrestling, it, the AEW belt was the most important belt throughout that entire partnership. The Impact yeah. Wrestling belt was there. Yeah. It didn't really so, do much for the Impact Wrestling belt, in my opinion. It's got it changed hands on a AW show. Yeah, exactly. Like, and don't get me wrong, like the match was great, and you know, Christian's one of my favorite wrestlers. But what does that do really for impact wrestling other than well again, that's okay, the story. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll yes. get you back. Well, we'll, we'll we can get <laughs> we can get to that, Ellis. Do you have any more things if you want to get into the show reviews and stuff? Because I mean yeah. I actually started watching Impact a bit because of this, I guess. So there's that Okay, aspect. so yeah. <laughs> I, I did start watching Impact and then sort of gave up and went back to Ring of Honor. Well, the G1 happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor. <laughs> I know. More fool me, eh? <laughs> cool. So Odyssey Pro Wrestling presents Peer Fear uh, on November the 20th. Uh, we'll be at the Leighton Institute in Blackpool. Tickets for that and uh, all of our shows um, is always available on uh, our website, which is www.odysseyprowrestling.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook uh, and Instagram at Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Um, and on Twitter, it's at OPW underscore UK. There's been lots of shows <laughs> since we last recorded, <laughs> so let's uh, condense it down. So I'll just say AEW. Yeah, that en- right. encompasses like the Rampage and the Dynamites that we had. Um, I mean, the, the main event of Rampage was a banger pack. Yeah, what, what event? Patron saint of the podcast pack. <laughs> and he gave us Spons- some wonderful Spons- Sponsors by Greg's. Do you watch AEW just while we're, <laughs> when we're talking about this? 
Uh, me? Yeah, oh. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, AEW, I, I try to catch it when I can, but it, it's sort of that and my WWE watching at the minute is YouTube clips and, and what I've seen on Facebook and Twitter. And I'll sort of keep up to date with the story beats, but I haven't really seen much much other than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll just check it while we're talking about it. <laughs> Feel free to jump in on anything if you want to. Yeah, yeah, that was the main thing from Rampage. Or that, and that's kind of then played through the Dynamax, hasn't it, really? Mox, ah. yeah. Yeah. This promo. What a promo. The man starts with like talking about his family and his his, his newborn baby and think, oh, this is a nice promo from Mox. And then he's just like, and I will murder anyone who, who comes near me because I have to protect her or something yep. like that. And he shows his broken finger and he just yeah. wiggles on screen. Yeah. And he does a big <laughs> flob at the camera as well, I noticed. Yeah. The man is... Yeah, he's a lunatic and I love him. Yeah, he's my number one favourite lunatic. <laughs> so Tony Nice sat on the front row. Yep, which they did not draw attention to at all <laughs> several times. And good also sign. this week. Be a good signing. And good also signing. Turned, turned up on dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, in that interview. Cool. Um, uh, I think he signed on a per appearance basis at the moment, but yeah. Mm. I mean, save that money for Dan Housen and his blimp because you're going to need it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jay, Jay from Untitled Wrestling got a... Um, in the t-shirt package that I used to get, he got a 3D Danhausen shirt that came with glasses. And I'm so jealous that I cancelled it because, like, we have to save money, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so hard we walked past him in it. <laughs> Keep your voice yeah. down. Yeah, I know, I know, I know my role. Uh... <laughs> One of the running running themes throughout all three shows was Black, Cody, Pac, Andrade. Idolo, yeah. yeah. Their match on Rampage, yeah. More Pac, more El Idolo, yeah. All that. Pac's moonsault to the outside, absolute filth. Should oh, yeah. not be allowed, yeah. Um, and just Pac in general should just be allowed to just do whatever he wants because he is a lovely triangle-shaped man <laughs> who I have no feelings for whatsoever. <laughs> It was, it's good. Uh, I'm liking where this whole thing's going with it, to be honest. Of because I like right them spitting all this. Well, Malachi Black spitting in everyone's face and stuff. Yeah. Is this some sort of corruption, corruption? thing? Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Because he spat on Cody and he spat on Pack, but Pack came out to save Cody. <laughs> because he spat on Pack, it's actually gone the other way, and Pack's gone gone face. I mean, Pack's just full of brune and pies, isn't he, man? Like he's he's. <laughs> <laughs> Someone spitting some ink in his face. He's like, I lived in Newcastle, son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's had worse outside Greg's on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Canonically, in this podcast, Pac only exists in his ring gear. Wherever he goes, he's, off, mean, down yeah. the, he's off down the shop to buy 20 menthol, and he's just like, yeah. And he just Have fights. Have you heard of the famous Pac Asda trip? No, but please no. tell. Oh, no, there isn't. I just thought, you know, oh. I, in my brain, I can just you load me in. That's then... weekly, weekly shop in his gear, you know. Yeah, I could believe it. And he just punches the... the child seat in the front. <laughs> he punches the chip and pin unit. <laughs> He's one of those people that's just like cut his uh, his bank card into his into his hand so he can just like <laughs> shop. Would you like to pay, sir? Knife edge chop. <laughs> Just a running knee strike to the chip and bin machine. <laughs> Sir, this is a Tesco's. Butcher needs to do is another Christmas Christmas card of pack. Oh, I and just want that one. I want that one in him this week, just flipping everyone off. Yeah, because that, that. I mean, I when he did that, when he did the Malachi Black uh, sit down in the ring 
I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I popped big hard for that because, uh, yeah, it was it was nice. And the fact that Malachi Black took it very personally, though, like, it was nice. Oh, How great. dare you sit down? Cody beat Malachi Black. Did you think he was about to hit a pedigree? No, never. Well, if you didn't, he made sure you knew that he was thinking about it in his promo this week. Oh, leave him. Leave Cody B. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. Too. I was like, please, I, I want to be confused with the rapper it's cardi b but yeah it's i like <laughs> cody now i've gone back <laughs> i'm gonna say you like... changed your tune completely from about two weeks ago where you were like fuck cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, but also do you not Brian remember Daniel all Finn. the times i've i've rolled back on so many things because I'm, I'm a functioning <laughs> idiot mate right it's a fair right. point no. fair point I, I you know i'm impressed i can get up and function in the world at times to be honest but yeah it, 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 it's the fact that he is he's aware of it and but the fact now he's like trolling them like I am a good guy and I'll be a good guy and you can't change me and I'm like it's good I like it I like I like the Cody bits his intro still too like two hours too fucking long but yeah <laughs> Like an intro. Um, he had the whole epic bit at the start this week. He didn't need the whole Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had uh, Lance Archer and Kingston. Yes. To mention. Lance Archer is hopefully, he says he's okay and he's been oh, cleared. God, yeah. Apparently, yeah. he walked back to the. Yeah, back he's, himself, he's, so. he's on Twitter. He's been like, I'm fine. I've done this move a million times before and it's just a million and one, isn't it? Reminded yeah. me of the uh, Brock Lesnar one against Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping they don't do a BTE bit where Michael Nakazawa was spraying fucking oil on the turnbuckle again. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. Because Matt Seidel, like, falling off and looking a bit like a chump is different from a guy nearly crippling himself. Um, Also, Matt Seidel is, like, five foot six and Lance Archer is yet to be measured. Yeah. All the Yeah, it was scary when I watched that. I was like, yeah, but fair play to him. He came in, he took the secret roll up. Yeah, it's 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 fine. But yeah, um, I wonder if that was where it was meant to go. But I think it's going to come down to yeah, we're going to get a Kingston versus Mox uh, blow off at some point, aren't we? Mox is just murdering everyone. Yeah, Mox is just going to rip Eddie Kingston's throat out, and then Ruthie's going to come out and just throw meatballs at him or something. I don't know. (laughs) You love Ruthie, don't you? I've never met, never even seen a picture of her, but I can imagine like Joe Pesci's mom. That's that's who Ruthie is. Like she knows Eddie Kingston's up to corrupt shit, but she just puts up with it because it keeps her in like nice little porcelain figurines and and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like it's going. It feels like it's only getting a Joe's fantasy dream. This, so let's move on. Lovely level head cannon you have got going on. So much better than the. I like to flesh out the backgrounds, mate. Like, I don't know much about Eddie Kingston apart from that, like he's existed in the Indies for years. But when he started talking about his mam and stuff, and then Kingston backed the mam story up, I was like, right. <laughs> We've all seen um, Trent. Is it Trent's mum? Yeah, it was Trent's mum. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, Sue. We've all seen Sue. Sell for Sue. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Shelton oh. Benjamin's mum. <laughs> she she inspired her boy. Yes. <laughs> when was um, that? I don't remember Shelton. Oh, this might have been in my hiatus time. Two, I want to say like 2006, but I could just be making that date up completely. Yeah, I was it was, hiatus it was sort of like post... Um, it, yeah, it was like evolution time, like that sort of era of Raw, where yeah. um, I think they basically just did the Judy Bagwell stuff. But yeah, with Shelton Benjamin's mom, and she, I, I thought she was great. 
It was just before he became the gold standard. Oh. Yeah, I was on my eighties then. More mums. <laughs> mums are good. Talk, talking of, um, of of dreams, Joe, you described the end of Dynamite this week as like a fever dream. Oh, Christ, man. It was like when I got my um, my um, my first coronavirus inoculation and I had that weird evening of just being incredibly sweaty and like, yeah, it was madness. Like, because I was like, I at some it. point, at some point in this year, I mean, to be fair, 2021 wrestling, professional wrestling in America has been like a, you know what? Fuck you. We'll do what we want. And then, then you go. Uh, and at some point, there's going to be uh, four of like you know the, the best tag team in the world, the best bank machine in the world, Budge against um, like the Dark Order, who were a, a bunch of spooky perverts, but have now become the best sort of stable ever. <laughs> Oh, they're all going to be in Halloween costumes. And there's going to be a bit at the end where they super kick a pantomime horse to death. I'd be like, what? you know what, Joe? Stop eating cheese before you go to bed, right? Not even mention the stay puffed yet. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, and then also the actual like, anti-hero of all this, Angman Days will come out, take off stay puffed marshmallow. <laughs> I mean, I can't even say it without going, this is ridiculous. But it was the fucking best thing I've seen. I've watched that match like three times because... Because it's just wet nonsense from start to finish. It's absolutely like, the favourite image I've got in my head is that bit where he's just taking the mask off and he's got Hangman's got the angry face, yeah. but he's still got the stave puff body. He's still, he's still <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like crying with laughter. If that isn't a meme, like he dead eyes, he dead eyes Kenny Omega wearing a stave puff mask. At that point, <laughs> Kenny Omega has no recourse. For, he, he could um, one winged angel Hangman Adam Page off the Empire State Building. It will not do as much damage to his reputation as being denied <laughs> by the staple of Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I also like the fact someone pointed this out in Twitter today that during the break, the commercial break, Hangman wouldn't tag Adam Cole because he was dressed like a Ghostbuster and Adam Cole is still technically a ghost. Yep. <laughs> Worlds colliding there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It was, or, it was or, or it's just building to the fact that Adam Cole's going to take Kenny Omega's crown. But both work. That's what I like. It's great, isn't it? Wrestling with multiple angles that you can go. Good. <laughs> story Storytelling. Yes. There it is. Uh, what else to shout out? Oh, one of my favourite rivals, actually. The last thing from me on it was um, Shida and Diva at the moment. Oh, Loving yeah. this rivalry. Great match. Uh, also, um, Britt Baker, DMD versus... Anna Jay. Anna Jay was, was pretty solid on Rampage as well. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple, couple of bits where it got away from them a bit. But, yeah. But more Shida, more... Yeah, more of that. Yes, more Shida all the time. Yeah. We've also got Britt Baker versus Abaddon on Rampage. I'm so looking forward to that. Because it's Halloween. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Dan Housen appears in the crowd. I think it's um, recorded on Wednesday. I know it is, but... Dan Housen's spooky. To me, it's real. Anyway. John, to me, it's real. <laughs> It's all live. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot. Like, we've got Lucha Brothers are thrown on the gauntlet to yeah. FTR for their belts. Um, we've got MJF. MJF doing some more great shit house heel work. Literally just going, everyone in, Ch- everyone in Chicago is fat. Everyone in Boston is fat. And your mums like it. You I was like, he's not even he's not even trying. He's just literally going out there and doing the bare minimum, which is so MJF, it's unbelievable. Someone had the sign that was MJF loves nickelback, which is yeah. fine where I come from. <laughs> 
I do like the fan game at AEW. Sure. Um, you kicked off with a, a Ring of Honor S match as well with a CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Is that all right? Here we go. Yeah, That's absolute a... banger. I'm liking the fact that CM Punk's unlocking his new skills in a sort of Castlevania style way. It's nice. It very, it very much is. He's like God of War when um, you start the game and you're like, I'm all powerful. Or you have to start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of and his progression tree. Yeah, he's, he's unlocking now. He's, he's just about to get the axe from a uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah. And then he gets bonus the the chain blades later on. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I'm just enjoying CM Punk just going. I'll just have matches with anyone. Yep. And he put bangers on. Yeah. Him and Brian are like the. Bobby Fish needs, of... needs a new graphic because he's not top cat. I've said this before and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Butcher on the case. Um, I mean, literally get Butcher on the case. He will sort you out for like, I don't know what he charges, but I imagine it's not a lot because I put some work his way and I know that man's poor. Butcher designed this for Rick. Butcher designed this for Rick Marcus. Yeah. He's he's on the pod sometimes, but he's a graphic designer and he designed it. He did Rick Marcus's gear and stuff recently. He's got a bunch of those shirts at the show as well. Saw loads of them for people. Three of them went to us. Yeah. Three of them went to us, but there's quite a few. One of them was to Butcher. Yeah, it's still over here. I've still not took it. <laughs> yeah, wow, don't. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Quick run for an AEW. Anything else, Chad? Um, no, no. Oh, Willie Hobbs should have got through to the second yeah, round. He should. Thing. Yeah, bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Orange Cassidy's over, mate. Willie Hobbs should have got through. Yeah, yeah. that's all I've got to say about that. No, I yeah, agree on that. Before the news, WWE quick. Um, if you've not watched it, Seth Edge, Hell in a Cell. That's the only bit of that show I've watched, and it was worth watching. It was very good. There was other bits of uh, Ground Jewel that I streamed illegally because it's fuck WWE. Can't remember them now, but there were some good ones. Kingwoods, right. Kingwoods. Oh. Uh, Kingwoods, Kingwoods was good. The women's tournament getting like about no. three minutes, but the entire thing taking less than half an hour from top to tail of the tournament. Mm, no, it was, about, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of rubbish. The, the triple threat was good between the three, the three women. Was it? it? There was bits in it where it felt really clunky to me. Yeah, it wasn't the best match they could have had, but, it's but I'm guessing when you're wrestling in suits, especially yeah, you can do in it. Um, and I quite enjoyed the the Roman Brock match as well. Same. I like the end, throwing it in the middle, the belt yeah. in the middle of him, going, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it. It, it, it's more to do with Heyman at this point, but well, yeah, it's good. It's um, good. Seth selling is a uh, was scary at one point. The bit when he's thrown off the turnbuckle into the <laughs> into like the bar of the cell, and then he just like absolutely goes limp, and then yeah. just falls through the table. I was like, we're taking like, lessons from Sasha Banks, mate. Yeah, yeah that's what I, that's actually what I thought of when yeah. he did it. Um, Be a worry. He, he also hit a kill switch as well during the match on edge. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. I only joined it after because I came back from work late that day. It but, was yeah. quite yeah. It was quite early on he did the kill switch I was like nice like that other than that I'd, I'd, I'd title it Fallout from the draft because I was watching Smackdown and it was like an hour into the show and I was like where's the wrestling mm. <laughs> <laughs> well if you, wanted to see, if you wanted to see Matt Riddle riding a camel uh, I've got exactly a bridge to tell you yeah it, yeah it was like oh, all these people have moved let's just have them all talk and I was like I mean, um, the start was, they dedicated like 35 minutes to Brock just destroying the crew, the cameramen. The, I don't care. The whole, of, the whole of the backstage people who came out. Um, Why? The, 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 the promo was good. Like, uh, Roman going, I beat Brock senseless. Like, he started to tweet now. I quite like that line. Um, but it's like 35 minutes of the show. And I was like, I think I saw a stat that there was more wrestling 
in just Andrade and Pac than there was on the entirety <laughs> of SmackDown. I think the only notable thing from SmackDown was the end, and that was not notable for the right reason. With the uh, the belt exchange. Wow. Oh, this. Have, have we seen this? <laughs> right. Well, I went to look it up on YouTube, but they haven't got the exchange on there. Oh. I was going to say. Because I've got rid of it. I thought it, I genuinely thought it was a work. I thought they were like, "Oh, we're going to have them be angry at each other." And and I, when I watched it, I was like, "This is just two fucking dickheads being dickheads." It's, this is like literally. <laughs> This is literally outside of Weatherspoons on any fucking Thursday afternoon. <laughs> it's just two people who think they're better than everyone else. And I'm like, eh, you're still in a Weatherspoons now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It was awkward. But she's had that one with Nia Japs recently as well. And I was like... Oh, that's what... Then I, then I went back and was like, I don't think it is. It's not what it can be at work because she's just become uncooperative. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I don't know what I, the truth is on it, but there's there's a lot coming out in there. But it was awkward, and Becky looked legit pissed off, and she just picked up the mic and was like, "Right, I'm going to Raw," and just walked off. And I was like, "And Sonya looked like pick up the fucking belt." Yeah. <laughs> Again, it 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 could have been a really good work, but no, yeah. it feels like no one has control over these people. That's a shame. And um, I, I just exchanging belts, right? I was yeah, we, we said it before, didn't we, with the uh, Street Profits and the New Day? Yeah. Just just handing them. Always seems to devalue them. What happens to your title? Like, do you know, like when you go, oh, they're a four-time Raw Women's Champion and a three-time. Like, what yeah. happened with that? I was wondering about that. I didn't uh, just, like, is this a quick way to get an extra belt on Charlotte? Oh, <laughs> fuck off! Right. <laughs> Because Charlotte, Charlotte's belt reigns are about the same amount of time I had ringworm that time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It's, uh, right, let's have a look. Well, should we look? Let's look at... Uh, I just wondered, because I, I saw Becky with it, and I was like, oh, you are Raw Women's Champion now, but you didn't win it. You won the SmackDown. Wow, that's odd. Just, okay. just wondered. Let's put WWE at the end of that. Yeah, um, yeah that was SmackDown. Raw, that I, I, not watching Raw, but I watched the main event, because it was a fatal four-way ladder match, and when you tell me Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, yes. KO, and Seth Rollins are in a ladder match. That, that that deserves to be watched, and I was not disappointed. KO, KO has no regard for the human body, <laughs> especially his, his own. Yeah, not anyone's spine. Yeah, yeah his uh, spine took a beating in that. Match. I love KO. I always have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's these bits that WWE go, you have to watch an hour and a half of shit to get to something good. And I'm like, I'll just tune in for the last half hour. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've already watched, but I'm, I'm excited for Seth and Big E because they're already on Twitter doing throwbacks to the NXT because um, yeah. Big E took the title off him. Mm-hmm. Seth was the first champion, I think, of NXT. Big, yeah. e, Big E beat him for it. Uh, but you also had the money in the bank where Seth was about to win. And then Big E, Big End, what's it called? Big Ending. Did the Big Ending off the ladder end. on Seth to get that money in the <laughs> bank. So there's, it should be quite an exciting rivalry and it will really propel Big E, one would hope. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it on that. Um, and all I can say in NXT, it's, it's like watching Raw and uh, they've gone all in on Toxic Attraction, <laughs> if you've not seen it. Yeah. Um, all in, which, fair enough, see where it goes. And Champa, I thought, was murdering uh, Ron Breaker, as he called at the end. He's not DDT'd him onto the concrete. Yeah, yeah, I was like, at some point, this needs to stop. <laughs> the hell in a cell, the, sorry, the uh, ladder match thing, I really liked. Uh, the the Shirai bump that, where she span off that ladder like a oh. fucking shuriken. Oh, yeah, 
<laughs> when you watched from the camera, it was someone in the crowd who videoed it. And I was like, oh, no. Did you see the, the ladder that she pushed her off? It bounced. Yeah. Like and it sort of left the ground and then came back. And then these, the Hartwell's just there like, cool, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to be asked by the police why I murdered someone <laughs> later on. Tag it around. What's going on? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah. I didn't really get there was oh we've got a new um new women's tag. champion with the orange rose. Mandy Rose is now new women's champion in a kind of bullshit match I didn't really care for. Uh new tag champions, that was a good match. MSK Imperium. Yeah. Imperium and... Right. I know this I know <laughs> I know you could I know you cut it out of your news, John, and this has gone on for very long, this episode. But have they just switched off MSK because MSK were getting booed by like someone's family who they pretend choke slammed one time oh me and Izzy are beefing on Twitter by the way <laughs> so I've blocked her on Twitter and then she like called me out for it <laughs> oh really what yeah. so when I left KOW someone tagged Izzy for some reason as to like someone to be the new general manager and I blocked it just because I wasn't interested in seeing a 14 year old child wrestling on shows whatever not my not my bag um, yeah, so I blocked just yeah. like because I didn't want to see people shared it as well so like I just wasn't bothered and she she messaged underneath saying oh this jabroni's blocked me I can't see what he said and I'm like whatever go away you're a child but yeah so it wouldn't surprise me that her parents had arses as well yeah that was a, that was a that was a mad story and uh, there was a WWE tweet you know like when they tweet during the shows with gifts yeah and the move that I think it's Wesley did when he does like the backflip into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. which was incredible but the the tweet that had that gif on from WWE was like how could you you can't not you can't do this it was a direct reference to it there was a there was that minging bit where um again I've only seen this in, from gifs but uh Trey probably, the, probably the best way to watch wrestling <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think one of them and um Marcel Barthel from Imperium sort of go off the top rope and into the lumberjacks yeah um and the lumberjacks just completely missed them yeah like and they just onto the floor and I'm, oh like Moses and the pattern of the season yeah. yeah yeah like oh that was that was grim yeah, oh, yeah we got Imperium it. as new tag champions love that I, yeah. I like Imperium I preferred MSK but with NXT 2.0 being just WWE light now I can see with uh, the, these belts changing hands with the direction of the wind yeah to be honest yeah see where it goes yeah over the shows but the only good the other good bit in NXT was uh, Champa versus Breaker it was a good match. Uh, a good match, life. and also they didn't because they handed everything else over to the new blood, didn't they? Really? Mm, yeah. Apart uh, from Mandy Rose, who is, I think, a Triffid. I'm not sure, but reference for nobody there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, apart from that, and again, it's gonna. It's, I mean, Champa's uh, Breaker's gonna take it off Champa because Breaker is young and Champa is what 32 years old and therefore old. I thought it was a lot. I thought it was like approaching 40. I don't. I was being... Thanks for ruining the joke. <laughs> Change your real hey, name. Well, whatever. I got to see, I got to see a Frankenstein. That's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm always a fan when they bust out my old moves. Yeah. Uh, was it was it Champer who... Uh, the, the, was it Champer who busted out a Vertebraker a while back? And I've never yes. enjoyed anyone taking that move because it looks like there's no way to take it that doesn't fuck you up. Yeah. But Champer's old school. I like him. I love the Champer, yeah. Yeah. And there was also a lot of other Chucky bullshit in there no one cared about. It was better last year when they had um, Shotzi posted it. He was live tweeting mm. throughout the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and read all the tweets from it. Yeah. Jump up, um, spin the wheel, and carry on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. There are the shows. Hit your button. Jump. 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 Hello, guys. You know how normally I have like the bad stuff at the start, and then we get all bad stuff. stuff. This it's basically all bad stuff with a few good things sprinkled in the middle of it. So <laughs> buckle up. Um, Ring of Honor is going on hiatus as they've apparently released everyone from their contracts. Uh, they're saying they're planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. This year will culminate with a final battle in December, and then they're taking the first quarter of 2022 to reimagine Ring of Honor. Um, and they anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan focus product and to provide a new, unique experience for wrestling fans. So that's great. A bunch of people lost their jobs. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp says contract releases are effective end of the year and will make they will make working elsewhere happen if the talent wants it in that time apparently Sinclair made the call talent was told there was some type of TV show that will be in place after final battle but weren't told what it would be and Dave Meltzer said the basic gist of everything is that they're not going to be running with a contracted crew they'll essentially be an independent promotion and they will use whoever the top independent guys are so they can book up book on the night they're, they're there top independent guys that they can book on the nights so they have shows on the nights we do television they have people on TV doing well, people on TV doing programs but they'll not be able to protect when he runs the WWE or AEW or Impact if anyone else wants to because they're not going to be contracted so it's going to be real tough to have a champion mm. and in the gap where they're on a hiatus they're going to be using archival footage on TV until it's back there's a lot of people at least and I hope they find some jobs it's so. um, it is um, I was reading stuff today where apparently it's the parent company is being sold and they're trying to um, sell off assets that don't make money or shut down assets that don't make money um but yeah it's a shame i hope i hope the people from there go on i mean i can see you know people going on briscoe's could go up to there's a bunch of people that'll be all right aw would fit well in in with the briscoe's yeah dan housen can go and he's blimp and wherever he wants yeah A big Danhausen fans. <laughs> if you haven't guessed that one, I mean. I mean, to be fair, Danhausen has been tweeting constantly about going to AEW, <laughs> and there is a pay per view coming up, and there is a Joker in the obligatory scramble. Seen yeah. battle right now. Yeah, well, whatever you call them. Yeah, and if Danhausen came out, I would literally fart into a cocked hat, and I would be that excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. He would be a good fit. I said I want to pair him up with Abaddon, right, and have him trying to control a zombie and be like, no biting. <laughs> it would be, it would be, it would be. Just, he, he'd be money, like, because everyone loves <laughs> Danhausen, loves that Danhausen. I didn't know I wanted that, but no, I, I really want that. Yeah, I want that see? so much. <laughs> this is why I get paid the big money for creative, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it is nice in that sense of like, you know, people you like might go somewhere that you don't actually know what, but... but I play a Ring of Honor, they've not gone, they've got no contract clauses, they've gone, fucking, you go and get a job, we're sorry. Yeah, yeah mm. that's good. That, that's something. And maybe they'll come back with Ring of Honor 2.0. I've said they will, whether, whether that happens then. <laughs> I can't see it, but it, it's a bit like I oh, will be back. We salute you. I feel like uh, I hope you take the that. belts. Take the belts <laughs> over. Other things. Get um the pure belt over. 
That's the sad thing. Pure belt. Oh yeah, so the pure belt. Was yeah, the pure belt over in another promotion. Get an impact. No, impact won't walk in the impact. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Don't don't lose the belts. Yeah, I hope they figure out some way of it lives on. It was yeah, all this good news here, John. Yeah, let's get on. One piece of good news. Oh, like, are we doing? Are we doing like uh, the good news, bad news? I don't say it was good news, bad news, news, but it's usually more like bad news, bad news, bad news, good news, bad news, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Belair is top of the PWI women's uh, women's list. It's been expanded from the top 100 list to 150 due to increased popularity of women's wrestling, which is great. Yep. Uh, top 10 is Bianca Belair. Utami Hayashita. My God, I've mangled that. I apologise. It's I'm fine, starting. mate. Uh, I've, I've just looked at it and got confused. Yeah, I thought I knew how to say it and then, then I looked at it again and realised I didn't. Uh, Diana Perazzo from Impact, Britt Baker from AEW, Thunder Rosa from AEW as well, Sasha Banks from WWE, Sayuri from Stardom, Eo Shirai from NXT, Tam Nakano from Stardom and Mikel Gonzalez from NXT. It's a good mix of different promotions, I think. Yeah. yeah. To get Lizzie Eva on there. I love Lizzie. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> And back to the back to the. I would, I would, do, do, do the yeah, they must do. British British scene must get taken into. It's PWIs. Yeah, I mean, I it's, think uh, Kanji was on there from the UK. I want to say like Mariah May or Giselle Shaw. One of those two was on it as well. Uh-huh. There wasn't a great deal of, of women from the UK on it, which is a bit of a shame. Which really confuses me when like there's some women that are just really killing it in the UK at the minute, like Lizzie, like Alexis. Yeah, Dalton, yeah, yeah. The fact that yeah. those two didn't appear on the list was genuinely a shock to me let's all right we'll start a letter campaign to pwi definitely yes <laughs> hashtag more love for lizzie <laughs> <laughs> you'll fucking yeah. love that yeah. <laughs> just me yelling into the void it's fine <laughs> oh good hey, um, on, on to more bad news uh jim ross has announced he has skin cancer confirmed on his ankle and he's waiting for treatment to be decided and as well as that Hacksaw Jim Duggan announced he has been diagnosed with prostate cancer so I hope they both get well get well mm. Jimmy Wave has lost both legs due to an MSI MRSA infection and he's proved his arm amputated so he's med- he has medical bills over £75,000 and there's an appeal on his Twitter to help out with that yeah I've chucked some money in yeah I'm not even sure who Jimmy Rave is but this is a fucking tragic state of events that's led to this yeah um, sure. I was sure my 20 quid won't go far, but fucking hell. Well, if everyone gives some money, though, it will. That's, yeah. That's the thing. Some sort of nice news. Tony needs to sign of AEW in some way. We've got Very up and down dark. this week. This is good or bad news, depending on where you live or how you feel. Minoru Suzuki has gone back to Japan. <laughs> Frankly, if I lived in America, I'd be terrified, so... <laughs> Uh, it's sad to see him go, but I think there's still some stuff taped for Strong that we've not seen yet. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, but I think he's are... due to be on Impact, isn't he? Is he? He's, oh. he's, yeah, he's due to be on an episode of Impact as well. Oh, so they tape, they tape, they tape that, don't they? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Cool. More Murder Grandpa. Big fan. <laughs> Uh, the G1, this is a bit where it would have been really helpful if Butcher turned up. I mean, it's late now. Did you text him? Yeah. I was texting him a while ago, yeah. Yeah. Nah, he just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had good and bad bits. Uh... Katsuyori Shibata returns. Yes. Zack mm. Sabre Jr. went to the ring, throwing the intermission, and we kind of assumed, you know, he's going to cut a promo, he's going to challenge someone. But then Shibata's music played, and turned up, he, he went to the ring, and the crowd went absolutely crazy. Broke the COVID rules and no cheering. Uh, I got excited. I didn't know who he was, but I was I was incredibly excited. It was it was hard not to be swept up in it. Uh, but Butcher's given me something to talk about, because he actually knows who he is. Read the script. 
correct. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the Shibata turn was perfect in the exact opposite way from the punk turn because a punk we'd been inspecting for literally months and this was completely out of the blue. Apparently only eight people knew it was happening. Uh, also, punk chose to leave Leslie and the Shibata was, was forced to because of horrendous life-threatening injury. Um, they couldn't have wished everyone to play their part better. Chris Charlton on commentary particularly should be applauded for making this moment what it was. In the confusion to why exactly the genie was heading to the ring, uh, the line, wait, why is he warming up? And then immediately being brought to confuse silence when Shibata's music hit. And he's like, what is going on? Which is exactly what me and his text chap says at the time. Like, what is happening? Why is this happening? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey's breach with no shouting rules since the pandemic began. And then when the ring announced officially confirmed it was a special attraction match, and yes, he was going to wrestle. It was um, crazy. Both common teams were full of pure joy and raw emotion and ecstatic from this much beloved wrestler. And we got five minutes of sheer wrestling brilliance. Zack Sabre Jr. was a perfect choice. He says he wasn't watching when he was active, but he's gone back to watch several matches of his and he's getting goosebumps thinking back about typing this. I can only imagine how amazing this was for a long time fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in a lot of wrestling groups and stuff and yeah, people were like, this is this is, this is is a big thing. And I was like, yeah. eh, it's New Japan though, I don't know who's watching. <laughs> Me and Butch. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to get in New Japan, but just, like I said with the G1, it's just so much that I literally don't have time. Just become one with it. Just watch nothing else. Or watch it all in one go like I, I also, did. I also like Repair Shop and Only Connect. So. Fortune Fire, get on that. Fortune Fire as well. Oh, mate. Oh, wait, where are you up to? The show. Yes, boy, where are you <laughs> oh. up to? Oh, I'm like are, are you up to where they started but... just creating fantasy swords yet? Not yet, but no. I just sort of season... put it. I just I put it. I just put it on and just go right. I think I watched like one to five, and I'm just now I'm just like right, put it on. Yeah, it's about season fourteen where they're just like make the sword that would win a fight in Lord of the <laughs> Rings, and you're like, that's not a system. Oh, we've put a load of pork flesh in. We've drawn orc eyes on it. It will no. kill. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the Judges, that's the one I'm in love with at the minute. I'm waiting for more of that. Which one? Uh, the, so they did like a spin-off called Beat the Judges, where um, they sort of narrow down to the big build being uh, against one of the judges, so against David, against um, Jay or... Uh, yeah, ben. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I've not... Oh. Is that a normal telly? Uh, yeah, it's on, well, it was on the History Channel. <laughs> Ironically. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Right, I add that to my list of stuff because I think I've got burnt out on um, Forged Fire. When they started making up swords, I was like, hmm. It's just one of those shows that I think you could just, for me, it's, you could just be on and I'll just, oh, well, you watch like, this one. I really, understand I know, it. It's like, great. When they're going, right, okay, this is how a Zweihander was forged. I can go, okay, I understand how that was done. They built, like, yeah. But when they're going, this is how okay, Excalibur was forged, you don't know that. <laughs> it's a made up sword, isn't it? When you have to start referencing mythical material, that's when I've got a problem with you. If they start busting out Mithril, I'll be well excited. Oh, mate. Do you reckon? Oh, Let's do it's it. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Let's just do our own one. Fantasy sword builders. I can do it on Skyrim. We can melt down to some aluminium. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. No one will give a shit. Just 3D print them. Go put, like, accessorize the wrestlers with... It would um... take ages to build a sword. Oh. Uh, that. <laughs> I, if anything, we are wrestlers, it would just be like a weird human centipede. <laughs> 
it's not a great end to a fantastic tournament. It's a good match, and Ibushi goes for a Phoenix Splash, lands awkwardly on his arm and dislocates his right Ooh. shoulder. Yeah. Uh, the match is called off, and Okada declared the winner, and he's, weirdly, he's going around with the old belt rather than the briefcase, so something funky's going on with that. Uh, Impact, bound for Goy. The, uh, yes? Is that belt also haunted by ghosts like the other one is? Mm, no, this is the not-cursed belt. Okay. Supposedly. Maybe it's cursed by proxy now. I don't know. Uh, the inspiration, the Iconics, won the Knockout Tag Team Championship. Yes, and I predicted, unfortunately, that wasn't one of the ones we were allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Miguel won well. the X Division title. Mickey James beat Diona Perazzo for Knockout Championship. And Josh Alexander beat Christian Cage for the Impact Championship and then was immediately beaten by Moose, who won the Call Your Shot earlier in the night. I mean, yeah. Yep. So, I nice don't know what you may say about that. That is all things that have happened. And that I'm is okay all things with. that happened. And do you want to talk about the uh, Jeff with Danhausen Owl or. <laughs> It was your idea. I mean, I mean, I would spend uh, three hours talking about Dan Housen's owl on the Jericho cruise this week. Dan Housen spied that there was an owl on. Right, the thing is, owls are not. Um, they don't hunt at sea. That's a good point. Right, that was that was my specific beef with it was that they don't hunt at sea. I think we've lost it completely. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But my other point is that the fact that it reappeared on Evil Uno's deck. <laughs> Yeah. Um, message. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose has sent a message. Um, which means that Danhausen is coming to AEW. Oh, Danhausen and AEW. I'd actually look forward to um, BTEs. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Rather than having to sit through the indulgence to get to the one good um, Dark Order bit. Wow, <laughs> you're in a mood tonight. Is he coming back? Oh, he's, he's, he's into it, especially there. Yeah. Is that the... That's all that's, the news, isn't it? That's anything, yep. So, yeah. Um... Thank you. Flipped it all around there, but uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you for to Ethan for coming on. His, his internet's died, so he's had to disappear now. Um, but it was nice talking to someone with a different viewpoint on, on wrestling, because we've just had wrestlers on so far. Um, and we do have another one lined up in a couple of weeks as well. So thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to follow us at Dammit Vince Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And see you later. Bye. Love you.